Business Desk Today is the podcast for New Zealand business leaders. Your daily business briefing from the team at businessdesk.co.nz. Hello and welcome to Business Desk Today, our daily news podcast where we round up some of the latest headlines from Business Desk. It's Wednesday, March 29th, and I'm your host, Alice Summers. Today, we're going to be looking at the election year manifesto from the Restaurant Association of New Zealand, how Queenstown's housing market is being kept afloat by tourism, and hearing from managing editor Patrick Smalley on why there might be a case for an early election. First up, Paul Macbeth is reporting that the Restaurant Association of New Zealand is urging would-be decision-makers to fix immigration policy and link it more closely with education initiatives. The industry group released its election year manifesto today as it seeks to bend the ear of politicians before promises are made and budgets are locked in. Marisa Boudoir, the chief executive of the Restaurant Association, says the hospitality sector is one of the nation's biggest and contributes $14 billion to the wider economy, but the sector struggles with fragmented and impractical policies. The Restaurant Association's chief concern remains immigration, which Paul says it's been harping on about since the pandemic shut New Zealand's borders, all but removing a sizeable and transient part of the workforce that provided cheap labour to the sector. Looking at the housing market now, Brent Malville reports on how Queen Queenstown's housing market is being kept afloat by tourism. The Queenstown Lakes tourism bubble has served to insulate its real estate market from the ravages of the most recent residential market downturn, he says. Brent says economists refer to the Lakes District's housing market, which ranges from Queenstown and Wanaka to as far afield as Cromwell, as unique from the rest of the country. Why? Because it attracts buyer interest in second homes from those in bigger cities and from offshore buyers, particularly out of Australia. Brent's story can be read in full on our website, businessdesk.co.nz. After the ad break, we'll be hearing from managing editor Patrick Smelly on if there might be a case for an early election. Welcome back. In his latest column today, managing editor Patrick Smelly is asking the political question on many people's minds. Has Chris Hipkins and Labour reached their peak in popularity right now? And if that's a yes, does it justify calling for an early election? Here's Pat making his case. Well, basically the case for an early election is that Chris Hipkins is speaking now, in my view. Things can't get much better than this. He's had a fantastic honeymoon. You know, some of that's come from natural disasters, which you would never wish to occur. But the fact of the matter is he's dominated the headlines for a couple of months. He's proved to be both relatable and ruthless, eating pies and and, uh, chopping policies. And Christopher Luxon continues to struggle for relevance and effectiveness as the leader of the opposition. Luxon has to get better over the course of the year, and the government has to suffer as a result of the fact that the economy is going to get worse over the course of the year. Interest rates are going to keep rising. House prices are going to keep falling. Some people will probably will lose their jobs. I don't think it'll be a terrible recession, but it will be a recession. It'll get worse as the year goes on. Government has too much legislation to pass and would probably like the opportunity to not pass, you know, to get a bit of a breather. And frankly, also, I think it's turning into quite an ugly election because of the kind of broadly called the culture wars. So arguments about 
co-governance, which become arguments which sound racist, arguments about transgender rights, which become extremely ugly. All of that is only going to get worse over the course of the year, partly because those movements are deliberately stoked by people who want things to get worse, who want polarised politics. So there's a whole bunch of reasons why, if I was a Prime Minister, I'd be saying to myself, I'm going to come up with the most generous budget I can think of, and then back it with some Labour Party policy, which surprises people. And then I would go to the polls in the middle of winter and hope like mad that the huge gamble paid off. Taking a quick look at the market before we wrap up, New Zealand's share market ended the evening in a good mood yesterday and jumped almost 1.4%. Sinlay milk share price dropped again by 4% to $2.18 after falling over 5% on Monday when the company confirmed it's seen a huge fall in its first half net profit. It hasn't been a great month for Sinlay with its share price falling almost 35% in the last few weeks. Ryman Healthcare went in the other direction and the retirement village operator had an excellent day on the local index yesterday, jumping up 3.8% to $5.22. That's all for Wednesday, March 29th. I'm your host, Alice Summers, and all the stories mentioned in today's podcast can be read in full on our website, businessdesk.co.nz. See you tomorrow.